everybody, and welcome to Stark Raven Mad, a Game of Thrones podcast. This is our second thoughts episode, second thoughts on the finale, episode 10, The Winds of Winter, uh, and I'm the host, Mike Marbeck, and if we could just uh, introduce ourselves. I'm Hunter Steffes. I'm David Danella. My name is Dan Jaquette. Special guest. Special occasional guest. Yeah, special, yeah. You haven't been on, were you on once last season? Uh, I might have skipped last season. I think oh, it's wow. maybe my third or fourth appearance. All right. Do you guys have any super fans that keep track of stats? Yes, we do. All right. Tweet at you guys, I guess. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's at SRM Podcast. Yes, that's where you can do that. Speaking of which, uh, we have a contest going on. Uh, you can go to iTunes, rate and review Stark Raven Mad, Game of Thrones Podcast, preferably favorably, uh, but it doesn't have to be. We're actually going to uh, choose the winner of that at the end of this podcast. Uh, David has a look of surprise on his face, uh, and I should too, because I just remembered. Uh, <laughs> uh, but we're going to do that at the end of this podcast. Maybe we'll have our special guest uh, pick, a pick a number, yeah. All right. Uh, but we do have two new additions to throw into that hat. Uh, it's one from uh, Colleen, who says, a witty yet relaxed podcast that makes you feel a part of the conversation. Mm. How about that? Uh, and from B1114, uh, who says, it's a hidden gem among a sea of Game of Thrones podcasts. Mm. Slight burn in there. <laughs> what's, the, what's the burn? Just that it's not well known. <laughs> uh, that's a burn. Uh, but the more people that rate and review the podcast and subscribe, uh, hopefully it won't be too hidden. People mm. will be able to find us even easier. Uh, you can go to iTunes, rate and review us, uh, but if you're listening to this now, it'll be part of our next contest, which will be coming up and announced on our wrap-up ep episode, which will be coming up, yeah. uh, and uh, tweet at us, at SRM Podcast. Uh, more in the contest at the end when we talk about the winner. Mm. Uh, everybody here, other than myself, was not on the podcast on Sunday, so I'd like to start with our special guest and just say something that you, just a first impression of the episode first impression uh i really liked it i kind of expected it to be as some finales have gone sort of like clean up and set up without too much happening <laughs> um, and i went into it being like i know how this is gonna go we're gonna see some white walkers and uh, we'll clean up to Darius' story then we'll move on uh but uh, especially like the aria surprise i expected zero aria scenes yeah and it was like whoa that's great loved it yeah so i was pretty happy with it that's because of that warp tunnel they, they've all... Yeah. Or the, the flu powder they've seems, all got. Seems pretty common down in Westeros. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, similar to Dan, very happy with the episode. Uh, yeah, I, I love that we don't spend time like watching people ride horses in the forest for like, an entire episode. It was, it was nice and necessary early on when we're getting to know people. It's like, we know these people now. Let's just see them do things, do important things. Uh... <clears throat> Fun. Good music, huh? It was. Holy Yeah, moly. it was really good. Yeah. Hunter. Uh, I thought it was good. I, I didn't expect it to check in on everyone, like Dan said. Um, some of the storylines I've liked this year, some of them I haven't, but there's definitely been movement in everything. And it was pretty clean, the way it's kind of wrapped everything and pushed forward. Yeah, for sure. Uh, did any of you listen to Sunday's podcast? I listened to part of it. Yeah? Yeah. I listened to part of it also, <laughs> and I didn't like the way that you cut off jokes. 
All right. <laughs> I listen to all of it. Oh. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm surprised. Rate it's it. Such a hidden gem. <laughs> um, I had trouble finding it. <laughs> yeah, that's why. Well, ran out of time. Uh, <laughs> great. So you can find that on watercooler.com slash uh, SRM podcast now. Uh, all right. Let's go into then uh, Old Town. Mm. We arrived in Old Town. Bold, and- bold Town. Bold Town? Bold. Yeah, bold. Okay. That's, well, that's more like a, it's more like a baby saying, I'm bored. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what a stretch. Yeah. Don't hurt yourself. <laughs> Uh, what do you got on uh, Old Town? Uh, Old Town was fun. Is that gonna like? Because here's my question now: Is like, do we have time to? Here's this is a plot line that I would have liked to have a little bit more time. Because how fun would it be if Sam was like in school and he had like a mean headmaster <laughs> and like he got into some shenanigans? Yeah. So here's what I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying. Game of Thrones, you're trying to stretch this kind of stuff out, right? This is an easy, this is an easy little sub-series. You make this a you make this like a 10-episode web series. <laughs> Sam at school. Uh, yeah. put that alongside with a Leanna Mormont uh web series, and we got something. Like a we Westerosi did. freaks and geeks. Yeah. Let's have some fun. You can scratch that Harry Potter itch with the <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. I did enjoy the little clerk. He was a real asshole. He was. But just like so obnoxious with this little handout. Extend your arm. Yeah. That's all you gotta do. Poor Sam. He's so kind. He had that massive book in front of him too. Yeah. (laughs) Also, what if we never see Gilly and the baby again? Uh, Speaking of, I don't think we can say the baby anymore. Did you see this thing? Oh, Jesus Christ. It's a toddler. That's gonna friggin' be able to carry Sam's sword around. (laughs) Speaking speaking of, speaking of the sword, uh, we know what's wrapped up. Uh, we know what's wrapped up there. So. Yeah, it's like when you get a bike for Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I get it. It's a bike. Yeah. You just put a bow on top. And <laughs> but see, this is why this is why a, like a, a Sam at school web series would be great. Because imagine him like uh, moving into the dorm with his boys, or not his not his boys yet, but his roommate. Mm-hmm. Like everybody's had the roommate where they come in with like something like really fancy or important. You're like, oh, holy shit! And yeah. Sam was like, yeah, this is my dad's Valerian steel sword. <laughs> there was a kid in my freshman year dorm who, for the first week, wore a huge knife around his neck <laughs> until he was informed you can't have huge knives at school. Sure. <laughs> no one liked that guy. He Let was alone as accessories. Yeah, yeah, he was pretty scary. I'm pretty sure in the in that web series episode. The sword would somehow become useful. Mm-hmm. Opening beer cans. Yeah. Oh yeah. This guy was at a party. No, well, I bet what happens is right. So Sam hides the Valerian steel sword, and then he's at like the first party, and every and like nobody likes him. It's like uh, it's like that dude with the the car, Cameron and uh, Ferris Bueller. Oh no, they never use that car. But it'd be like he's like, I got a Valerian steel sword, and they're like, what? He's like. My dad said not to show anybody. <laughs> just like lifts up the yeah. bed. <laughs> and then uh, one of them freezes time, turns to the camera and says, he's got this Valerian steel sword. Yeah. Uh, so we have to use this somehow. Yeah. We have to We have to do something with it. Time in. Yeah. Yeah. You have to uh, break it at the end despite his dad. <laughs> yeah. They somehow find a way to break the Valerian steel yeah. sword. Throw it off a cliff. <laughs> that didn't work. <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh, let's bang it against Rocco's head. He's got the <laughs> toughest head in the Citadel. Oh, split him right down the middle, man. Cool. <laughs> this guy knows how to party. Uh, anything 
so he's he's going there to be a, a maester. Uh, says I'm to be the new maester, uh, which is which takes many years. So do any of you? I know we're moving t- through time very quick here, but do any of you really think that we're going to see the completion of his training? I don't know. I mean, if Varys can get from Essos to Dorne back to the boat, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sam could probably become a maester in three episodes. He's going to just overload his courses, do some onlines. Yeah, I see him drinking coffee. I predict that Sam's going to show up and he's going to be like, oh, yeah, I already read this book and this one, too. And they're like, wow, you want to skip a couple maester grades? He's like, (laughs) can I do that? He he takes an advanced placement test. Uh, Little montage, maybe. Sure. uh, You make my dreams come true. Sure. They've been doing more montages this year. Yeah, that's great. I wouldn't be too surprised if something comes up that pulls him out of there. That's my thing. never gets to graduation. Like, he's like, I've got to join John. He's my best friend. <laughs> and he's like, guys, I promise I'll come back. Yeah. I go to Raven. Says I go to girl. I can't be in a band with you anymore. My watch hasn't ended yet. Uh, yeah, I think something is going to happen that pulls him away for sure. Um, awesome. Or some, he finds, he find, maybe he finds something that is going to be like super useful, like the Valerian Steel for Dummies book. Uh, how how it's going to be used, and then he has to find somebody who can who can forge uh, Valerian steel. Like uh, I think AJ in an email brought up, and that's where Gendry comes in. Yeah, yeah, Gendry is. I think now, I think that he's like a running joke. I think what's going to happen rowing is joke. a rowing <laughs> joke. I think that they're going to finish all the seasons, do the credits, and then the final, like the scene after everything has happened, they're going to show one last scene. Which is Gendry, like, rowing onto land and being like... (sighs) (sighs) (laughs) But you have to go through all of the credits. Yeah, you have to go through all the credits. It's going to be like watching uh, Avengers and then waiting and just them eating McDonald's or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, So, the two Night's Watchmen who have prospered the most. Jon Snow, Samwise, Tarly... What do they have in common? They both have banged. Yeah, they both banged. Important lesson for all you kids out there. Yeah. Get out there and bang. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of Night's Watch, so Ed is now acting Lord Commander? I think he's Lord Commander. There has to be a vote. You can't just... There's going to be a vote, right? There should be. That's how they did it before. Uh, Someone had brought up... uh, I can't remember... If it was, I think it was somebody that tweeted at us uh, the possibility of Jamie ending up on the wall and possibly being Lord Commander, which I don't necessarily think will be the case, but it's an interesting. I guess thought. anybody who they think they're like, oh, you've done some bad things, but you're kind of a good guy, they're like, he could be the King of Night's Watch. <laughs> yeah, the king. Um, Look, Jamie and Cersei are going to die at the same exact time. Possibly mid-coitus. Possibly on fire. I haven't given up my dream that somebody dies on fire while having sex. Whether it's John and Melisandre, Jamie and Cersei. <laughs> How <laughs> many would... of these have you sketched out? <laughs> yeah. Sketched Just anytime out. somebody starts dating on Game of Thrones, I'm like, they could die while on fire. This is part of the fanfic that's possible. <clears throat> yeah. For whoever wins. Uh, let's move on to Beyond the Wall. Uh, Benjen uh, drops them off. With, with nary, nary way to get to where they need to go. Yeah. Uh, and then we had the Tower of Joy 
reveal. Yeah. Bran literally is us at this point. Where he's just like, hold on, I gotta see. He's yeah. like, there's something I've wanted to see for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and he hacks into the tree matrix and <laughs> yep. gets to relive that moment. Yeah. It, it took me, like, I read the books, and this was the episode where I was like, oh, he's cold hands. Like, yeah. it took me this long. Yeah. There's no way that should have taken that long, right? Right? People have yeah. said that before yeah. now. Yeah. It's like, his hands are so blue. Oh, I get it. Oh, I get that oh, character cold now. Hands. Um, so with, uh, with this, there's confirmation that uh, John's parents are Rhaegar and Lyanna. Right. Well, we at least know that he's Lyanna's son. Right. There's been a the whole lot. The assumption is that he's Rhaegar's son as well. Right. That's there's a strong assumption now yeah. uh, that, that that part of the story is is true. But they didn't quite say that within this uh, within this flashback. Right. Um, I think so, the show showed it in an artistic way, though. Right. With the the fade back to just his face after the baby. I'm just speaking in terms oh, of who his, his his father is. Um, there was some whispering. That, like in, I even turned on the Comcast closed caption. I'm like, let me let me just see if they're if they forgot that little detail. And it says like indistinct whispering. Uh. <laughs> uh, so uh, they, what they what she said was that uh, you have to protect him. He'll kill him. You know he will. Uh, and one of the, the theories that popped up in the last couple of days is there are apparently people that think that it's not Rhaegar, it's Robert. That Robert is the the father, which I don't. That makes no sense. No, that's, no. right. Um, hey, I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm not saying it to left. you. I'm yeah. saying it to the people that have your ear. Yeah. Um, well, he would kill. He, what? No, he wouldn't. He, he, all of his bastards were still running around, uh, well, didn't, running free. Uh, I guess he was already dead once Gendry had to get out of town. That's why he had to get out of town. Yeah, because uh, Tommen, along with Cersei, had ordered the killing of all the, all the bastards. Yeah. Right. Tommen. Not Joffrey, Tommen. Joffrey. Joffrey yeah. yeah. Um, so, first of all, Bran, next time you're in a vision, scooch. Yeah. Scooch, scooch in a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> they probably can't see you, although Ned did turn around all creepily. That, that was the other quick thing. Uh, he did turn around, and now in this time when he went back, he didn't yell anything, and Ned still turned still turned around. Oh, yeah. So is that just why? And why didn't he see himself there in that moment? What's going on? I, it's almost like time travel is dumb and hard to like really nail down. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> I mean, I'm fine with it. I'll, I'll disbelief. I'll disbelief. I'll, I'll suspend a lot of uh, belief throughout this series. Mm-hmm. I'm just just curious. Like, did he happen to go right back into the same exact spot where he was standing? And that, I don't know why, but maybe that's the assumption. Yeah, I don't know. It just unpaused. I don't know. Yeah. He jumped back into his view booth at that, so he's in the same spot. Ah, whatever. Uh, Benjamin doesn't leave a horse. Nope. So they're at the wall, and he's saying that he can't go into the wall because of the magics that are... Well, Bran's such a strong climber. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So how is... Where's he... How's he going to get there? I don't know, but here's my question, right? Uh... Cold Hands, ostensibly, is held away from the wall by the same magic that holds the White Walkers away? Yeah. All right, so Bran... Like, this is what's stupid to me. is like, Bran just did some magic that also let the Night's King into a place that he shouldn't have been allowed into. Mm-hmm. So why would Bran go 
south of like why would he go near the wall if maybe he's going to do the same exact thing he just did to three-eyed raven's house he may not realize it yeah he kind of doesn't know what he's doing a lot of the yeah. time right well does cold hands like why doesn't cold hands uh cold, cold. benjamin might not even know what the full deal of what just happened oh, right. he just kind of picked them up and i don't think brand's gonna be like hey yeah fuck shit up yeah big time by the way yeah. a lot of things are my fault <laughs> yeah <laughs> remember that simpleton that everybody loved that's on me. That's, yeah. that's me. I fucked up. I fucked up big time. Uh, so if you went in, just uh, tag along. Just let me know. So there's probably just a lot of information that's not easily exchanged, I guess. Yep. Yeah. Uh, where do you... So if he, if he goes to the wall, uh, John's not there anymore. Well, at, as the next time he goes there, he, he may... Uh, by the time... Bran arrives there, they may all be there. But John's not there now. Um, Sansa's not there. Who is still there? Just just some brothers just, and knights? Just Dolores. Yeah. yeah, just Ed and assorted dudes. <laughs> yeah, I feel like they'll let him in, ask some questions, and then he can move along his way, send some ravens. Yeah. Didn't yeah. he get in... Didn't he get past the wall the first time through, like, a secret passageway? Oh, yeah. So I think he's probably going to go back through that passageway yeah. and not even come across the Night's Watch. Okay. Well, maybe him slipping through that secret passageway also doesn't break the magics. Hopefully not. Right? Yeah. yeah. Little little patch. Uh, all right, let's move on to Dorne. Elena and the Sand Snakes. Varys, and the, Varys took the warp tunnel. Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts? I just love Elena's like, you ain't shit, you ain't shit, you ain't shit, now let the grown folks talk. Yeah. 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 What's your name? <laughs> Never mind. I don't care. The scene felt kind of tacked on. This was the one yeah. where I was like, I don't care. I didn't. I didn't need to see it. You could have told me I received a raven. These people are teaming up, and that would have been <laughs> fine. Just like I don't know. I didn't need to see it, but I loved seeing it. I love. Sure. I love seeing those those three. Now, in one scene, three worlds have have collided, uh, and just visually, I think it's really cool to see Varys there. Elena. I mean, it, it's so it's like seeing people that you've worked with for a while and you've never seen them outside of work, and then you see them outside of work and they're not wearing their, their uniform or a suit and tie or whatever they would normally wear. Uh, it's weird. Um, I don't know. I just enjoy, I just enjoyed it. I thought it was important for this reason. Was with like Gendry, with Hot Pie, sometimes characters just kind of disappear. I liked that they were saying, hey, like. This is us just telling the Sand Snakes to shut up. They're not going to matter anymore <laughs> because yeah. Elena told them to shut up. Yeah. And now they're done. They're going to do what they're told. Yeah, just, just some nice closure that we don't have to think about the Sand Snakes anymore. Over. Yeah. Uh, so Elena house, uh, and Highgarden, uh, the House Martell are now aligning with Danny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, word. I mean, everything has traveled. Word has traveled just as fast, if not faster, than humans within within this world. She already knew. Like everything seems to be on its own own timeline. She already knew what. She already knew about Marjorie. Elena already knew about Marjorie. Oh yeah. Well, who knows how much time? Right. That's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. Um, so we. we Good. Oh, I was just gonna say the one thing that's also interesting about all this is that, like, in the books, and not to be like that in the books guy, um, too late. They're constantly rumbling about like, oh, like we hear that there's a Targaryen running around Essos, and they never do that in the show that much. Like, they never talk about it. Yeah, just in service of like outing Jorah, right? Like, yeah, so he can be the spy that was there. 
That's like season, what, one, two? Yeah. Yeah. Anything, Hunter? Uh, I don't know. It's a sort of decimated house Tyrell, right? I mean, there's no... Like, Olenna's the only leadership. Mm-hmm. It's all gone. And does... Are, do any of Loras's brothers still exist in this no, in show? No, okay. in, the, in the show, Loras is the only heir to okay. Highgarden. Okay. Which is, I liked uh, I liked those brothers in the books, but yeah, uh, dog boy. Who was Sansa going to marry before she was in the show? She was going to marry Loras. 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 Okay. Oh right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tyrells. Tyrells have been decimated. Andrew Stanton, friend of the podcast, brought brought that up. Uh, that many of the great houses now at this point have been decimated. Yeah. Uh, the uh, Lannisters are left to Jamie. And, so uh, and and Tyrion, Tyrion. Uh, as far as passing on the the name, right. um, Martells are gone, right? Yeah, as far Martells as Martells, in the, show, the Martells are gone. Done. Yeah, uh, the Starks. We have Bran, who is paralyzed from the waist down, uh, and Sansa, and Sansa, and, Sansa and and John, if he's formalized. But then it'll probably come out that he's not actually whatever. Yeah, um, yeah, a lot of them. Baratheons are... Baratheons, yeah, Baratheons gone. Yeah. Well, there's... Yeah, just Gendry. Uh, the Arryns is just Sweet Robin. Sweet Robin. Who's just yes. Sweet Robin. <laughs> oh, yeah, I should... Beg your pardon. <laughs> there's a lot of Sweet Robin to go around. Um, th- what does that mean? Does that mean anything? Uh, theoretically, an easier time for Daenerys when she rolls over with her giant army and tons of boats. Yeah. It also means that, yeah, and also means that there are lands that can be, like, yeah. people, like, an entrepreneurial spirit can really uh, can really do something for their own name in this. Uh, yeah, you can just start pulling an Oprah and be like, you get a keep, and you get a keep, and you get a keep. <laughs> yeah. Who wants Castle Rock? Yeah. You get it. Yeah. Oh, Varys, you're the lord of wherever now. Yeah, which I think in the history of... Westeros is kind of how some how some of the great houses actually became. Yeah, became so like uh, the Starks are a very old house. Yeah. the Lannisters are an old house, but like the Tyrells, Tyrells for instance, yeah. are only like opportunist four generations yeah. old or something like that. Uh, I think are the Vale people. The Vale people are a pretty old house too, right? Yeah, the Vale is old. So the Tyrells got jumped up after the Gardeners got wiped out. Yeah. Right? I think the Baratheons got moved up after whoever the Storm Kings were. I want to say Durandon, but I don't remember exactly. Duran, Duran. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was. It was <laughs> yeah. the band Duran, Duran. <laughs> yeah. House Duran, Duran. Uh, all right. Let's move on then to the Riverlands. Uh, first, with the Bron Jamie side of things. What did you like? What did you not like? It was fun. I liked. I liked Walder Frey sidling up to Jamie and being like, "We're the same guy, right?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm also and just cool. like basically like, uh, on what in what reality? What the fuck are you talking about? Is that my face? <laughs> and it's always nice to see Bron just kind of Bron around for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, do his Bron thing. Yeah, that dude's charming. Such a scamp, that Bron. He sure <laughs> is. I missed him, David. Uh, you know, this was fun. Um, <clears throat> I was, when I was watching, I was like, ooh, who's that lady? I'm <clears throat> sorry. Uh, yeah, and I think this, I think, but I think like that scene the, uh, that was like a little bit fluff, 
was mostly just to show, like, again, just to set us up for the fact that Jamie's going to be so disappointed in Cersei later. Because he's hanging out, the twins, or what are, where are we, the Riverlands? We're, we're the, twins, the twins, yeah. Hanging out with the twins. He's joking it up with Bronn. Bronn's like, yo, man, go get a lady. And Jamie's like, no, man. I know there are a lot of young, hot women out there in this world, but there's only one woman for me, and it's Cersei. And Bronn's like, all right, dude. <laughs> he was like, ah, not blonde enough for you. <laughs> Do you think sending Jamie away in Cersei's mind was to keep him out for blowing all the shit up? Like, was her plan but, that far out? Was like, I need Jamie she, out here. She didn't send him. Uh, Tommen sent him uh, along with the, the High Sparrow too. But Cersei kind of convinced him to go. He was like, I should be here by your side. And she was like, No, be oh, with I our see. army. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because he I, I might have that. stopped that plan to kill everybody. Yeah, I could, I could get behind that yeah. easily. She's probably going to be upset when he gets back. (laughs) He looked sore when she was getting crowned. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, he did. Um, Anything else on the the Bron Jamie side of things? No. Let's flip to Arya. You had mentioned, uh, who's who's that lady? (laughs) Oh, it's Arya. It's a little girl. She, She picks some good faces. But my question is, how does this face thing work? Right. I'm with you. This makes yeah. no sense to me. Does she can? Is it just a magic thing where she can just tap into the the face cloud, uh, or did she kind of like as she was leaving throw some faces into a suitcase? I don't know. Did she? Or I mean, she, and she, is she killing, killing these people yeah. to get their faces? That's what Kevin brought but, up after the fact. It's like, is she going around and killing people, stealing their faces? That seems like the most reasonable explanation. Yeah. Like she killed a servant in that house, stole her face to go kill another dude. Uh... Which is kind of a bummer then of like killing just a random peasant. Yeah. Uh, but also is kind of part of Arya's arc where she's getting, you know, the moral territory is real shaky yeah, real that she's on. Yeah. She was like never good at being a faceless man. Like the one time we saw her make a face, she did a bad job. Like the waif's face, too bloody. I think she intentionally made it bad. Well, <laughs> I you, say that, you say that she said she had a lot of trouble cutting up uh, the phrase that she put in that pie. Yeah, so <laughs> she's not. Her knife, her knife skills there. leave something to be desired. <laughs> uh, she did say that. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. I'd like to see how this is explained a little bit, if it's explained. But at the same time, I don't. I'm not like, wait, you know what? I, I'm out. I'm done. The logic here is, is just really just turned me off. Yeah. Um, but I would like to know a little bit more about how it works. But she's now done it pretty early on when she went and she took care of uh, Trent. Maren Trent. Maren Trent. Yeah. Uh, and uh, now with, uh, with, uh, with Frey. Did any of you see that coming? You said you didn't. No, Dan. not at all. I was like, oh, this is a bummer to see. That dude's just... Just hit some girl's ass. What an asshole! I was like, oh, I, shit. I started getting a little tipped off, I guess, a bit when they were alone, um, and then of course when she was just saying they're here. Yeah, but in the second they, the second they were alone, I was like, this yeah. is Arya. Yeah. I thought when it was just a woman looking at Jamie, I was just like, oh, maybe this is a message from somebody. <laughs> Sand snakes. I don't know. I did see one quick thing where. Uh, Frey was like, uh, Starks used to make fun of me all the time too. Call me different names. Where are where are they now? Uh, and then the Arya kind of walks by in the in the frame there. It's pretty mm. neat. Mm. Yeah. Real quick thing. Uh, so who's left on her list now? Cersei. I think it's number one. 
Yeah. Uh, is Jamie on there? I think Kevin said that Jamie was on there, but I don't remember Jamie I don't being on think there. So. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh. I also don't remember. Yeah. She took the hound off, right? Right. In her mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, are you looking that up? Yep. Mm-mm. Quick little, quick little Ducktales check-in. Ooh. <laughs> All right. Uh, hold on. It's why is my computer? Oh my god. Slideshow. God damn you. Here we go. Uh, Walter Frey dead. Cersei alive. The Mountain alive. Uh, the Hound taken off the list. Melisandra. Varric Dondarrion, Thoros of Mir, Illyn Payne, Sir Meryn Trent, off the list, Joffrey, off the list, Tywin Lannister, off the list. So, so there's still some people that we haven't seen in forever. Yeah, yeah I don't think I don't see us seeing Illyn Payne again. Um, but I, it's I think he's as good as off the list. Yeah, <laughs> uh, off our minds. She really got a little liberal with adding names to this uh, to this list. It was like anybody she ran into. <laughs> Well, this guy bumped into me. Uh, well, she, she, she had very, she, um, <clears throat> she was very tight with uh, Gendry. Yeah. Because uh, all the Brotherhood without Banners people are just related to things they did to Gendry. Yeah, they sold him out. Uh, um, but if she goes to get Thoris Mir, he's going to be like, one, who the F are you? Um, and then she'll take off her face. Uh, <laughs> and then I'll be like, who the F are you? Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I just, she got a little. Yeah, she got a little, little little trigger finger with that list, it seems, in season uh, three, I guess it was. I guess. I mean, I think all things considered, it's a pretty small list, actually. Yeah, sure. Uh, your list is bigger. Well, I'm just thinking <laughs> if I was alive in that world, there'd probably be a lot of people that would that have slighted yeah. her. Hunter? Uh, I have a question about this scene. It's not related to the list. Uh, it seemed like they were implying... By uh, like music choices and framing and stuff, that uh, this is Arya going too far. Did you take it that way as a viewer, or was it more like, yeah, Walter Frey's dead? Uh, I was very happy that the things that were happening were happening. Right. Uh, I didn't read it as a too far, although, uh, yeah, it was all pretty dark. Yeah. Right. Chopping people up and feeding them. Yeah. Feeding them as kids, right? Yeah. 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 That's pretty far. And I thought that Arya leaving the place, like leaving Bravos the way she did, was a rejection of this lifestyle. Right. I think it was a rejection of impassionate killing. But she's like <laughs> yeah. she's yeah. got feelings in the game, right? <laughs> um she wants to kill people to feel good about it. Yeah. yeah. She wants to kill people she feels deserves it. Right. Uh, Rather than people that pay, or the gods chose them, yeah. by people paying for it. Yeah, I'm with that. It felt like a confusing shift in messaging to me, I guess. Yeah. On Arya's thing, from like, ooh, this is heroic, to, or maybe not, is she evil now? Yeah. I think that's her arc, though. At least that's what I'm enjoying about it, is <clears throat> her kind of her slide in, into being one of the good guys to like just being overcome by revenge and sure. rage. I guess I'd like to see more of a slide then instead of like up and then straight <laughs> sure. down, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's move through to Marine. Um, what do you what do you what do you like? 
What do you I like the prospect of never seeing Dario Naharis again. Yeah. Save. Yeah. And never seeing Marine again. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was glad they either shat or got off the pot. I don't know which one this is, but they needed to do one of them. Got off the pot. I think yeah. they shat and got yeah, off the pot. Yeah, they <laughs> the same moment. I think they took <laughs> them. They took and, an explosive. And then they ran out of the room. Yeah. Um, we gotta get we gotta get things moving. She's needed to get out of Marine for like two and seasons. And we got things moving in a pretty massive way. Uh, I mean, just the shot of that fleet leaving. You had uh, Targaryen banners, uh, High Garden uh, banners, uh, Tyrell banners. Uh, Is there? The, yeah, uh, Dothraki, Greyjoy. Go back and look. Don't be looking at. No, I'm sorry. Don't be side eyeing me. Um, <laughs> you can I know, check. I know my banners. <laughs> I'm gonna check the list. Check this. Um, <laughs> uh, so it's a it's a pretty pretty massive massive fleet. Um, yeah. We don't have now to check. now we don't I'm gonna check. We don't I was gonna, to well, I was gonna say but now it'll probably be the, the case that I'm wrong. <laughs> um, yeah. Any other thoughts? This this ended the episode, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I liked it, but it also was sort of like. Another season ending with Daenerys being triumphant. Yeah, with dragons, with dragons flying, into, the flying into. Also, mm-hmm. where, does dragons not have to land? That's the only thing I can think about. Was like, can they fly the whole way, or is there a huge boat that the dragons land on? <laughs> well, Are there islands with goats. It's a narrow sea. I wonder if they can swim. Do they put out their fire? Put out their neck fire? <laughs> Still, it's <laughs> pretty tired. They, yeah, keep their mouth super tight. They just wear dragon goggles. <laughs> just float on their backs for a little. Oh, that'd be nice. <laughs> Because they're, like, showing off. They're not even, like, going up high and gliding. Yeah. They're, like, ducking yeah. down, hitting the waves. Yeah. They're like, we got a little little budget left. Yeah. Let's show some dragon-water interaction. Um, yeah. I'm Tyrion. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm with you on this. I'm tired of seasons ending with Daenerys being triumphant and dragons. Like, I'm getting, getting bored and frustrated with Daenerys as a character, I think. Because it feels like she hits, like, minor setbacks and then wins huge, you know? And to to contrast it with the other protagonist of the show, Jon Snow, who loses huge all the time. Like, everything that happens to Jon sucks. Loses huge, and then they're like, you can live? Right. He wins very small, kind of. He got one of his smaller wins this episode. And yeah, his wins are... um, are just more trouble. Like him getting voted Lord Commander of the Night's Watch. He's like, thanks. I've got more responsibilities and nothing. And, and fun. then he gets killed for it. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, now he's King of the North. King of the North, and the only person who his only family left is Sansa, who like might resent him a little bit for being named King of the North. Uh, Did you see her face when they were doing that cheering? I bet we'll get to it. Yeah, we will yeah. get to it. Uh, but I'm gonna oh, I'm gonna cut to the fact that I disagree. Uh, we'll just we'll, we'll end okay. that quick segment. Was this there. the same scene where uh, Daenerys and Tyrion got to like just bro out on some steps? Was that this episode? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, was, yeah. that felt very much like a two a.m. sophomore year of college. Like, hey, I'm having some problems. I just don't know what to do with my life. Hey, it's fine. You're gonna do great out there. You're so smart. Oh, thanks, man. It. He's a uh, hand hand of the queen. Yeah, but we did finally get to see some like. Peter Dinklage yeah. dinking around, yeah. <laughs> dinking, doing his dink thing. I feel like this season's just been kind of like, "Hey, I'm a Joker," or like, "I'm not in the scene." Now he's like 
I remembered why I think he's great as an actor. I think that there's enough within the show so far um, to discuss this. Uh, we got the R plus L equals J out of the way. Uh, that was kind of confirmed. The thoughts on A plus J equals T. Aries plus Joanna equals Tyrion. And Tyrion has some target. him. I, like, it's possible, I guess. It, that seems like a thing that's fed by this, oh, there's got to be three people to ride dragons, right? Yeah. we got to have three Targaryens to ride all three dragons around. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, like, Tyrion always wanting to ride a dragon. Mm-hmm. I could definitely see it, but I'd also be fine with Tyrion just being who he is uh, and having to come to grips with that. I think that's almost more interesting to me than him also being secretly a Targaryen. Uh, I think his story would kind of mirror, in a way, John's, if this ends up being the case, yeah. uh, with different sort of uh, issues happening. Although, I, and I've made this argument before, I still think that the stronger idea would be if Jon Snow were just a bastard. Yeah. And also, if Tyrion is just Tywin's son, and he, like has to come to grips like, oh, I killed my dad. I was I was like my dad. Yeah, I killed my dad. I was also rejected by my dad. Yeah. Like... Yeah. The the backstory in this real quick is that uh Ares lusted after uh Tywin Tywin's um wife Joanna uh and that they had um had a baby. Uh and I've talked about this on the podcast before. My knowledge of the, a lot of this comes from the little bit that the show has, but mostly from the World of Ice and Fire book, where they're talking about the lineage of houses and uh they're talking about the Tigarians and everything is like everybody is just coming out deformed, uh and different birth complications. Uh whereas the Lannisters, everything is uh pretty clean. And then they have Tyrion. Um, and knowing the, the different uh, backstories, uh, it becomes possible that that ends up being the case. And reading into the uh, how Varys kind of pushes Tyrion to go to Marine, uh, he possibly has some of that knowledge. Uh, it was Ares who brought him on uh, to, to the court uh, as Master of Whispers. Uh, so he probably, probably knows what the deal is and is kind of orchestrating... Uh, those two getting back together. So I wouldn't be surprised if uh, the scene that we saw with Tyrion and Danny, which some people were reading as like, oh, they're going to fall in love. I think it's more like I was talking to somebody else about it today, more of a special connection between the two of them being their Targaryen blood. Mm-hmm. Have you heard about this crazy internet theory that Tyrion is the baby that Daenerys lost to then time-traveled back that she tried to save with dark horse magic? Because <laughs> <laughs> I read that in the internet yesterday. <laughs> I, I did not. Okay. I did not. Shout out to whoever thought of that one, because it's real bananas. Uh, we'll, we'll have plenty of time to talk about where we think things are going. So let's move on to Winterfell. Um, we talked a little bit about it already. Uh, uh, King of the North... Thanks to uh, Lady Lady Mormont, Lady Lyanna Mormont, so good, so good. Um, Bella Ramsey, I think her name was or is. Um, finally, got a little bit of resolution to the plot issue last week. We were discussing where, uh, why wouldn't Sansa tell tell John about about uh, Littlefinger? Uh, she didn't necessarily give a reason other than 
Uh, then John saying, we have to trust each other. We have to trust each other. We're brother and sister. We've got so many enemies now. <laughs> um, so, uh, to David's point about uh, the look between the two, who, uh, Hunter, do you think that uh, there is going to be a battle between, like a, a just like a brother-sister kind of battle for power within uh, Winterfell because of Sansa and Jon now? I think it's more likely that there's going to be a battle between uh, John and Littlefinger, right. and Sansa's going to be kind of stuck in the middle, pulled yep. both ways. Mm-hmm. David? Uh, here's the thing. I made this prediction halfway facetiously, and it just keeps getting closer and closer to being <laughs> true, so if you think I'm quitting on it now, I'm not. Yeah. I think John and Sansa wind up married by the end of the show. So I'm going to say yes. Uh, I think there's going to be a little bit of tension the way Hunter laid it out that is going to be resolved. And then I think Daenerys is going to make them marry each other. Dan. <laughs> uh, uh, I think there's going to be tension only when they each are trying to de- defer to the other one. Like, oh, no, you should be Lord. You should be Lord. Because they kind of already were. Like, John was like, you should take the big bedroom. And she was like, oh, I can't handle that. Um, and now he's being elevated to King of the North. And I don't think he really wants it. Um, and I was certainly bummed out to see the patriarchy take full hold in that scene. Yeah. And they're all like chanting for him when Santa's like right there in the legitimate air. Uh, but I think they'll be kind of, I don't know, utilitarian about it and be like, okay, everybody's behind John. We should just like use this momentum and like, mm-hmm. get out there and they'll be fine eventually. Uh, there's a couple quick thoughts I have on it. Um, if you go back and watch, she wasn't glaring the entire time. She was. She looked legitimately uh, pleased with this King of the North chant. When she meets Littlefinger's eye is when she kind of, her face kind of drops a little bit because at then I think she has the realization because she now has the knowledge uh, that, that Littlefinger, that wants, Littlefinger to wants to be on the Iron Throne. So now John is going to be. John is in the way of that now. Um, so I think she sees trouble, trouble brewing, uh, and is realizing it. So I think that's what the, the look there was. The other thing to ask a question, uh, to, to Dan's, Dan's point, the, the, with the patriarchy, I think that's what part of why having Lady, uh, Lyanna Mormont, uh, put that forward kind of calms some of that, some of that down. It softens it a little bit. I'm still bummed out. Yeah. Uh, and she's still Lady of Winterfell. She's still, uh, you know, I guess the Lord equivalent, right? Sure, I guess King of the North is a new made-up title. Right? <laughs> yeah. It's not necessarily tied to Winterfell. I think they just like shouting King of the North in the show, too. Remember when we got to do this, guys? Yeah. Let's yeah. do it again. Um, Bring back Big John. Here's, here's my question. We talked about like a bunch of great houses being dead, right? Yeah. So we got Daenerys coming through. We've got John with this new title, King of the North. So we got a couple, like... Couple like very eligible bachelor and bachelorettes, uh, and this we might have to do a uh, we might have to do a, a one-off episode over the summer about this. How 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 we pair these kids off? Like if, if we wanted to make, make peace right yeah. now, yeah, it's tough. Knowing that John is probably a Targaryen, and that's probably going to come out some way, and. Daenerys is Daenerys. So this is like Mary, 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 just for uh I I'd love to have this as a, a one-off episode. Uh 
All right, we'll talk yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, so we'll do a one-off episode uh, where we play uh, matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a As match. if it was um, pre-World War One Europe, and we're just intermarrying to kind of keep the peace. Right. Okay. Right. Yep. All right, I like it. Yes, okay. got some maps up in here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's going to be good. Um, anything else uh, on, well, we had the Davos Shireen bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Davos yeah. tears are strong. Mm-hmm. My wife brought this up and feels more strong than I do. My wife. I, my wife, but I agree with her that this was like late for him to figure it out. Like yeah. he should have. Like, hey, where'd, uh, where'd that little girl that I was like the only thing I loved in life go? Her dad's dead. I'm sure she's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, she said dad died in battle. Um, Melisandre said that Stan, your uh, dad died in battle. Stannis died in, uh, in battle, uh, which she wasn't there to see. She left before the battle even took place. Um... So I, I think it's possible that he didn't quite know until he saw that uh, pile. Right. I just would have, like a like a quick scene a couple episodes ago of like, oh, she died in battle. Of him going, I got it. Yeah. No, just of yeah. him being tricked somehow yeah. or not sure. knowing. Because as far as we know, he accepts either his cluelessness or the fact that she just died and doesn't care. Yeah. He asks when Melisandre shows up, right? He says, what about, uh, what about Lady Shireen? Yeah. And she just like goes... Oh, he does? She, she just walks like, away, yeah. She just kind of looks down and walks away. Okay. That's but she does like, a lot. There's a lot of Melisandre kind of sulking as she walks away. Yeah. That's, and like, puffy cheeks. Just, <laughs> her cheeks puff when she, when she does it. <laughs> I'm just saying. All right. <laughs> She's got puffy cheeks. Why? Uh, all right, then let's move on to uh, King's Landing. Oh, can I ask one question? Uh, yeah. True or false, Melisandre and Daenerys meet next season. Uh, true. False. True. Cool. Trues have it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, the trues have it. Uh, I think that's possible. Uh, we have Melisandre riding south. Yeah, I don't think uh, we're done with her. No. At all. And I think it's partly why John didn't kill her. She's going to be important. Um, I think old John might have might have done that. Because she also, I think there are two two scenarios. One is that she finds Daenerys, and the other is she rolls up with the Brotherhood without banners. That's a lot of people on Arya's list all at once, right? True. Yeah. Convenient. Yeah. yeah. And so Melisandre's just like sitting there eating some soup with some people on her way to find Daenerys. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She's like, "This is good soup." And then Arya's just like, pew, 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 pew. "Hound, I took you off my list." And he's like, "Do you want to be my adopted daughter?" And she's like, "Yeah, sure." <laughs> yeah, I love that bunny yeah. story. Uh, and then the 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 screen kind of circles like blacks blacks in like Porky Pig. Pork, yeah, Porky Pig. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, tells Melisandre, take off your necklace so I could slit your throat. Yeah. Uh, takes off the necklace and Arya dies of fright. Yeah. Pretty sure that's how it's going to work out. Uh, so King's Landing. Boom. Well done. Yeah. That was it. You just summarized the entire Summarize, plot. Yeah. Boom. Um, I mean, you guys talked about this on the pod, so I don't feel like it needs to be talked about too much, was with the exception of a slightly elongated window lingering, which is, like, super nitpicky, I thought that was, like, one of the most technically well-done episodes or, like, sequences. Yeah, I mean, that 15 or so minutes, uh, about what it was. It was long. Yeah, uh, was extremely well done. There was, I, I said before that... I was a little... I was starting to get annoyed. I was like, what's happening? Do we really need to see them all get 
uh, ready for this trial. Let's just cut to the trial. Um, and then as it went on, I'm like, holy shit, this is, this is great. The music was fantastic. Uh, and then how everything just played out, uh, that whole sequence alone was just so damn good. Yeah, and uh, and I, I really can't complain about the window because if nothing else, uh, it's so rare that somebody just gives you a... So I'm going to pronounce it GIF because it's closer to GIF <laughs> in this scenario. That somebody gives you such a gifable image, yeah. As Tommen just very casually walking out of that window, you felt that shot of the empty shot of the window was too long. Uh, just because of like, it, I felt like it stopped being shocking at some point. Like when he walked away and they kept lingering on the window, I was like, okay, he's going out that window. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anytime I, there's a window lingering in movies, something's going out of it. Yeah, I liked it. I thought it was sort of. Contrasted well with the explosiveness of the explosion. Right, like, how slow this, like, simple Screenwriting 101. Like, I don't know, like, pure-hearted kid who's just, like, can't take it anymore. Like, he tried to do right, and just things went to shit. Yeah. He this even is... killed himself in the most passive way possible. Yeah, just falling. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Didn't even take a step. It was just like, I'm just going to fall out. Yeah. Come on, Tommen. Um, what a bummer. What about the death of Pycelle? So nice. Yeah. <laughs> so nice. I mean, this is so clean. And actually, if you don't mind, uh, after we do Pycelle, I'd like to do something. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, Pycelle was a good death. Was like, and it's like it's funny because like I know he and Kyburn didn't like each other, but it's, it's like I love when like somebody's like, "Haha, I never liked you the whole time. Got you, bitch." <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he said something along the lines of sometimes. You have to get rid of the old to bring in the new. I'm paraphrasing, yeah. but it's something like that. I like how a guy with like the fucking Reagan shoe polish dyed hair. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta bring in the new. Yeah, <laughs> so it's pretty creepy. I like the way he just like sort of sitting behind the stairwell and mm -hmm. just was like behind him, like, "Hey, buddy, yeah, guess what? Still... You're gonna get knifed by a bunch of children." I've got more important things to do. Well, Python's yeah. the worst. You're not going anywhere, old man. Yeah. You old fart. Uh, he did, he, and that um. His prostitute's never going to get paid. No, that's true. Unless, uh, unless Kyburn like gets his leisure out. Uh, <laughs> good on his debts. Go back and read the the sweet tweets that were compiled. Uh -huh. um, that was one of the ones I really enjoyed, as dumb as it was. I'm really going to miss Pycelle, that old fart. Uh -huh. uh, and uh, what was one of the other ones? Uh, the, oh, uh, Danny just gave uh, Dario the "It's not you, it's me, Reen." Since we referenced one of my features, I hope you don't mind. I have to do a special edition of. Yeah. Hua ha hua hua ha. Tough Squad. <clears throat> uh, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to a special edition of Tough Squad. Um, as you all know, uh, Cersei is the general manager of the Tough Squad, <laughs> and that means that sometimes it's within her right to make cuts from the team. And uh, I regret to inform you that uh, two fan favorites, or well, one fan favorite in uh, Marjorie Tyrell has been cut from the team, uh, as well as a new addition to the team. She was on a 10-day contract, and unfortunately we will not be renewing that contract. That is Septa Unella. Mm -hmm. We received upwards of four tweets Telling her that she, telling us that she had a place on the tough squad. Mm -hmm. uh, Cersei is a um, is a thoughtful manager, so she brought her on for a ten day contract, evaluated her talents, and said, "Unfortunately, we have to let you go." Um, meanwhile, Melisandre, while not off of the tough squad, 
got kicked out of John's house. It was a tough, tough day for the tough squad. Can uh, I uh, yep. can I add a posthumous honor to the tough squad? It, it well, it can't be Arya's mask. Oh, it was Arya's mask. Yeah. <laughs> I was uh, yeah. As I said, uh, we were fully prepared to add uh, Arya's mask to the tough squad, but unfortunately, when it turned out to not be connected to a human, um, it might have been before. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's not a standalone face. <clears throat> so anyway, that's our Tough Squad check-in. As always, uh, if you have any thoughts, feelings, opinions about the Tough Squad, just uh, hit us up on Twitter at, at SRMPodcast, hashtag Tough Squad, and uh, we will evaluate those uh, those claims and comments. Um, okay. Did you? Is that what you wanted to do after Pycelle? Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> of course it any is. Other, <laughs> any other thoughts on Jamie and Cersei? Um... I found it. I found myself reflecting on how weird it is to root for Cersei. Yeah, like she's kind of the worst, but she like gets shit done this episode, and I was like, get it. And yeah. then also like, oh, you're terrible. Like you blew up Marjorie, who I like, uh, and then also like the whole season, the sparrows, they do some crazy shit, but like not more than other people. Yeah, yeah. And they at least are trying in their own view to do good for the whole world. Yeah. Whereas Cersei is like. Very focused on like herself, mm-hmm. the kids, Jamie. Yeah, and then to see her win and then feel like yay about it, I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, I, I felt weird because I thought that the sparrows, especially in the last like couple episodes, it felt like okay, this is not about this is not about helping people. This is about their own power and like particularly the high sparrow. Like even in just that moment of like, who cares if Marjorie leaves the trial? Like, there was something, like, very weird and megalomaniac going on yeah, with the high sparrow. He was getting very cocky. Yeah, he absolutely was. Um, I also think that, like, this is, like, again, like, I think the the writers are setting Cersei up to be this big bad. And I think this is clearly the action of a big bad. But, like, right I'm still... Right with the exit of... What? Right with the exit of Ramsey. Right with there, the M- yeah, there exit of Ramsey. Yeah. But, like, I just felt a little bit like I still like Cersei. Yeah. Um... And, like, they reminded us of that with the whole Septuinella thing, which was, like, that Cersei just, like, went through a lot of shit. And, like, even there were some interviews with uh, the, the um, with the, with the show writers, at, like, for this final thing. And they were like, yeah, well, Cersei has completely, uh, you know, she is just pure evil now. And uh, I think that's pretty clear. And I was like, just, like, you guys think that things are pretty clear. And I don't think they're always that clear. Yeah. I mean, I, I can totally believe that they're just going to do a cut to, and it's going to be, like, Scar taking over the Pride Lands, where, like, suddenly there's no food and hyenas run the thing. And I'm I'll, and I'll, I'm fine with that, I guess. But I don't think they earned... Be like the yeah. evil witch from Sleeping <laughs> yeah. Beauty. Yeah. But it's interesting... In, yeah. It, it's interesting in the sense that, like, I think they totally earned Cersei blowing up the sept with wildfire and yet I don't think that they earned Cersei just immediately being like just a cartoonishly evil character I think to some degree now that all her children are dead yeah like that transformation is going to make a lot more sense like yeah. she's got that was for as shitty as she was she always really cared about her children mm-hmm. even when one of those was Joffrey who's mm-hmm. also the worst yeah um, and so when that motivation is now gone, like she can care about Jamie, maybe, but that's not enough. And so I think it's just going to be and like she kind of. I think she wrote Tommen off, right? Uh, some people are interpreting the mountain keeping Joffrey in his room a little differently. 
Um, and one, one interpretation is that she wanted him safe. The other is that she wanted him alive to see the destruction. Hmm. Because the mountain scoots right after uh, the explosion, and there's no and, and she didn't go and say anything to him. She didn't visit him. There was like an extra that she sent in to let him know uh, that Marjorie and everybody else was gone. Um, and she didn't do anything. She would have known that this was a possibility <coughs> had the mountains stay there on guard or, or you know so on. So I think she wrote him off. Um, so I think she's she's as good as she's yeah. pretty evil at this point. I don't know if I really buy that. I think yeah. <clears throat> when I when she first said the mountain, there, I was like, oh shit, she's going all the way. Like he's here to kill him. That's what I thought. Yeah. Um, and then eventually, that's obviously not true. Um, it was there so he wouldn't be at the sept, and whether that's so he was safe or so he could watch it happen is maybe ambiguous. But I I kind of. I think she didn't go and visit him just because she was, like, wrapped up in, like, this huge plan to kill a bunch of people and was, like, in that mode and probably still pretty pissed at him for essentially sentencing her to death with taking away the trial by combat. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't really believe that she was, like, counting on him jumping out the window or back, hoping he would or anything. Quickly. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we have to start to wrap this, uh, wrap this up. Sure. We're going to pick our contest contest winner who gets uh, just to re, uh, restate what you get uh, this person will get either a voucher I guess you could call it for a $25 Game of Thrones related uh, deal from Amazon uh, we'll hook up with you afterwards if you hear your uh, name then uh, then get in contact with us unless we already have it uh, and the other option is uh, I think we said three pieces of Game of Thrones fan fiction written by some of the Stark Raven mad panel uh, Dan, you were going to pick. Sure. Uh, can you give me a number between 1 and 11? Ooh, uh, 7. I hope it's while, while we're looking, I want to talk about Cersei and Jamie real quick. Good. I actually didn't talk about them. Uh, I think I'd be very disappointed if this wasn't the end for Jamie and Cersei. Like, Cersei just did the thing that Jamie sacrificed his honor and name on. By killing the king to prevent, so she activated that wildfire that blew up, you know, a huge part of the city. Right. And if he can just like forgive that and be fine, it feels like a real betrayal of the character of Jamie. I guess. Yeah. Are we, uh, are we ready for the the winner? Yes. All right. Uh, goes to R Kilcher twenty five from June twenty fourth, twenty sixteen who said that he pretty much likes everything about this podcast, but me cutting off... <laughs> yeah! <laughs> but me the cutting people off. have spoken. <laughs> yeah! Cutting off bits. And R. Kilter, if you're serious about it, you'll get us to write that erotic fan fiction for you, too. So R. Kilter 25, <laughs> uh, tweet at us, uh, direct message us, uh, email us at uh, srmpodcast.gmail.com, uh, and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll work it out. We'll get you something. Uh, there will be another contest in our next one. Uh, we're going to have a few episodes coming up. We're going to have the SR Emmys, which will be a two-part episode. Mm. Uh, and keep an eye on our Facebook, at uh, Stark Ribbon Mad Podcast, as well as our Twitter. We're going to be emailing. Uh, we're putting out different categories, and we'll uh, try to crowd surf some um, crowd picks for those, uh, and as well as uh, state when those things are going to actually happen. But we're going to be doing a bunch of podcasts throughout the off season. So even though this is the game, of, the end of Game of Thrones for this season, uh, whether you like it or not, we're going to keep doing these things. Hell yeah! Um, what do you have coming up, Dan? 
Oh, uh, tonight, Wednesday, at Philly Prop Theater, you can see me in a Today. group called Beardo with also guest host Kevin Pettit mm-hmm. and a third man who has never been on the podcast who will remain nameless. <laughs> All right. Coming out. It's going to be fun. David. Uh, oh, oh, you have more. What do you I got? have more. I also have a podcast of my own Ooh. called Totes Recall, T-O-T-E-S, and then recall like the word, um, where we talk about movies we can't remember very well. It's a hoot. Check it out. It is a good podcast. David. Um, David, I'm back from Canada. Not one person brought up the Stark Raven Mad podcast while I was there. Shame on you, Canada. I'll have to check our Canada listenership. Yeah, check yeah, check on them. Um, what do I have going on? I don't know. Future uh, has a show. Oh, Future has a show July, uh, July 10th? 11th. 10th. The 9th. 9th. Whenever that is. 9th. Show July 9th. Um, oh, come to Diversity Night at the Philly Improv Theater on July 2nd. Uh, and um, July 27th, uh, I'm doing a show with a group with a all people of color group called American Express. We're doing a show for the Democratic National Convention uh, with something called like Ooh. Electile Dysfunction. More details of that when I figure it out. I perform on Saturdays with a team called Big Baby. Uh, David and I do a podcast with uh, Frank Farrell and Caitlin Weigel called RUD2F. It's about the challenge and are you the one it's like this show but for uh worse shows <laughs> uh follow me on twitter at my name hunter Steffes. cool and this is mike you can follow me on twitter at mike marbeck uh you can follow uh stargrave med at srm podcast uh and also water cooler which houses all of these podcasts including stargrave and mad bloody sunday the strain uh the leftovers podcast which we call reheated and uh, Breaking Goodman, which covers Better Call Saul. We're also going to be doing Deadwood starting soon. Uh, yeah, uh, we're going to be doing that one starting soon. And you'll find those at watercooler.com. And as I said, you can follow uh, Watercooler at Watercooler. That's W-O-O-D-E-R-C-O-O-L-E-R. And check out fitcomedy.com for all of the shows that we have going on here, as well as uh, if you're interested in sketch or improv classes and kind of getting to do some of the stuff uh, we do uh, here. So uh, that's all I have. You guys have anything else? I don't think so. No. All right. Then uh, thanks for listening. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye.